today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, the federal government are planning to make changes, we're told, to the compensation packages for soldiers, especially wounded veterans. Currently, soldiers are able to receive a tax-free lump sum payment, or that same amount of money could be given to them over a length of time. Well, the uh, Trudeau government, when they were campaigning for the last federal election, suggested that they were going to do something different and something which they considered to be more fair. And uh, they even did mention it again in the budget. Uh, Finance Minister Bill Morneau talked about it in broad terms uh, a couple of weeks ago, of course, when they presented their federal budget. Now it's starting to come to light that uh, critics are starting to discover that this new proposal uh, is really basically the same thing, that it may well be just that same lump sum payment, but it's going to be done over monthly payments. That's not really what I consider a lifetime pension, nor do a lot of other people that have been advocating for fairness when it comes to wounded veterans. Michael Blaze is the president and founder of Canadian Veterans Advocacy, joining us here on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Mike, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me to speak to this issue. This is like deja vu all over again, Mike. I mean, you and I have been talking about this for years and years, and, and it doesn't seem to matter who's in power, who's inhabiting the corner office. These guys are dancing around this issue. Uh, well, you know, I was hopeful for change, as you know. We were, I served on the policy advice mm-hmm. group and, uh, until last summer when... You know, the same policy advisory group that's reaching out now complaining uh, was not was not prepared to embrace the the Pension Act uh, uh, equality standards that the CVA stood for. And unfortunately, uh, you know, they ended up having me removed from the policy advisory group eight months later, just a couple of days before the last one. And, you know, I warned them that they... By, by agreeing to this $360,000 threshold in principle and by comparing national sacrifice to a negligence award in Ontario, we're complicit in the problem. And that there was a very good chance that the government, already swaying that way, already sending, you know, Karen McCrimmon, a decorated veteran, parliamentary secretary, you know, speaking on how we have to mediate. No, 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 no. The mediation was done when we voted for the prime minister to reestablish, and that's the key word, ladies and gentlemen, reestablish the lifetime pension. Veterans are not stupid. There was only one lifetime pension to reestablish, the Pension Act, the Pension Act, which I am served by, wherein there is a lifetime pension that recognizes not only pain and suffering, but acknowledges the gratitude of a nation, the respect for the fact that they sent us into harm's way, you know, the, the honor that they, they have attributed and all Canadians seemingly embrace when veterans come home down the highway of heroes or, or, or catastrophically crippled. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of upset, as you can tell, on one side that, that my re- removal from the policy advisory group was motivated by the same damn issues, the same policy advisory group is now expressing concerns to the minister. There's something that uh, I think needs to be uh, maybe repeated here, and you just touched on it, Mike, but for those who uh, maybe just uh, joining us on this issue for the first time, uh, you've been a a great advocate and a very vocal advocate, of course, for many, many years about uh, veterans and wounded veterans, Uh, but you don't have your hand out. I mean, you... You are grandfathered, as it were, with the old legislation about about pensions, etc. Your complaints and your concerns, and I think they're very legitimate, are for the soldiers since then, since the government has basically rescinded that policy. And, and basically what it's done is created a two-tier system right now, and you're suggesting, hey, th- this should be fairness for all here. Absolutely. 
there must be equality and recognition of national sacrifice. And what I received as a Cold War and Peace Corps veteran who was critical or, or seriously injured should be, God Almighty, applied to those who lost their legs, minds, legs, arms, and souls. I mean, the discrepancy is obscene. And, and even now, through our discussions, you know, oh, well, let's fix fix the lump sum award to to reflect respect. We have not done that. The policy advisory group has focused on an obscene number that was decided by the courts. We at the CVA have always believed that we serve the Queen, and we serve under Queen's regulations and orders. And if the Queen is offering almost a million dollars to those who serve her loyal subjects in the U.K., that should be the parity level here in Canada. And we also believe that when the Prime Minister made that sacred obligation promise, and whether I worked so hard one-on-one, -on -one, you know, to get that promise, definitive, not this mumbo-jumbo crap that's being proposed today, but a definitive promise, you know, a choice between a lump sum award that respects sacrifice or a return to the Pension Act standards, the provisions that I and a majority of Veterans Affairs clients are being provided at the time. You know, the minister comes up, well, if it was just as easy to split the LS up, but the, the, the 360 LSA up into uh, a lifetime pension, which works out to about 50 bucks a month, by the way, you know, we would have done it. Well, the same applies to the Pension Act that we've been fighting for. And this is where I am very concerned, and every veteran who's covered under the new Veterans Charter computes are concerned, because it's just as easy to flip us back to the Pension Act. The, the criteria is established. We've already passed. It's a matter of identifying how much money you've been paid, applying the Pension Act, deducting the money that you've already been provided in monthly increments. And once the status quo is arranged, your pension starts. Your pension for your wife starts. Your pension for your children starts. Not this, this whatever number they're going to decide upon split out through time that negates the sacrifice, and there's great sacrifice, that that man or woman's husband or wife has committed. I mean, a catastrophic wound changes everything. That it was based in a war zone, not as negligence in Canada, where all the negligence support mechanisms are in place at a, at a provincial level. No, this is war. These people are alone. We are very unique in this society, and our damn sacrifice must be respected equally. And if Prime Minister, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau fails, fails on the sacred obligation promise that he has made to those who have lost their souls, who have lost their minds, who have contributed such great national sacrifice through bloodshed and wounds, we will not forget. This cannot be allowed to, to, to exist. Canadians must rally now. They must hold, as we will hold, Prime Minister Trudeau to his sacred obligation promise. This is this is fudging with numbers, and because essentially, as you say, the indication seems to be that they're simply going to take that lump sum payment that they said was unfair and divide it up into twelve payments, and said, "Well, there, there you go, Mike. There's your pension," uh, which is basically, by the way, the same thing that the Harper government uh, proposed. Because uh, those veterans, if I recall, Mike had that option at that stage where they could take it in payments as opposed to the lump sum. But it's still a, a, a punitive, and, and it's it's such a paltry amount of money for the the service that these veterans have given. Well, compared to me, and now let's place reality sure. 100% now on a pension act, three grand a month. Add your wife and kids, you're almost up to four with supplements. That's $4,000 a month. 
You know, now you over fifth over the course of your lifetime. Let's say you know, young fella, twenty seven when he got hurt. Let's say he lives to eighty, right? Let's give him fifty years. Well, you parse that three hundred and sixty thousand dollars out over by fifty years by that many months on monthly increments, and it's chunk change. There's no comparison on the nation's respect for his valor, valor that was sustained in, in war, you know, trauma that it was extraordinary, never to be seen in Canada. You know, this is why we serve, so you don't have to experience that level of mental trauma, so you don't have to fall prey to an IED, so you don't get shot, so do you get your legs blown off, so you don't come home with an axe in your head, so that you can live in this nation free, proud, and friggin' safe. Now, it's up to you, every Canadian that's listening to my voice now, to reach out to the Prime Minister of Canada. It's easy on an email. You know, justin.trudeau at ca.ca. I mean, it's easy. You know, and if we all reach out, and if we all hold the Prime Minister to his promise, we will prevail. But if we do not, and they accept, recommendations that have come forward that do not fulfill the sacred obligation, that, that, that fulfill agendas that are either personal or government-orientated or department-orientated to cost, uh, cost savings or to save money, we will fail. This will be a political decision. The Prime Minister now made a significant sacred obligation promise that affects not only me and those who have winned it, not only our families and children, but you, you as a Canadian who expects us to serve valiantly on the forefront. Seriously, would you send your, 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 your son or daughter to war? Would you condone that, knowing when he came back that, oh, the government just thinks that his, uh, his sacrifice is negligence. He thinks your sacrifice is negligence. No. There must be special dispensations. The standard has been set through blood, valor, and courage. The standard is what I and thousands of other veterans across this nation are being accorded, and it's a standard that we must all fight for so that those that we sent to Afghanistan, those who came back from peacekeeping operations across the nation where horrific things have happened, those who served in former Yugoslavia and bore witness to genocide, so that they're all, when they come forward today, are treated equally. How does it make you feel, though, Mike, as a veteran and, and somebody who's advocated for not just the people of, of your generation, but the ones, that, as you mentioned, that fought in Afghanistan and, and in some of the other conflicts in which Canadians have been involved? I mean, you, you guys have been used as, as, a, as a line item in the budgets. I mean, you know, we know that the, you know, the previous government allocated a lot of money towards veterans, never spent a nickel of it, and simply stuck it back into the, into the reserve to, to, to balance their budget. You, know, that you, you were a pawn in this whole process. Now this seems to be happening again. And you know what? It's not as if there aren't people who should know better in positions of power. I mean, Aaron O'Toole was, was the defense minister under the previous government. Andrew Leslie is not the, he's not in, in charge of veterans affairs, but he's still in cabinet. He's a guy who's there. These are people that should be fighting the fight for you right now, and it doesn't seem to be happening. Well, it's very disappointing. I mean, holy moly, a conservative government that abandoned us. You know, they put in Aaron O'Toole, you know, was a veteran, you know, he attempted to do good things, but he did not believe in the Pension Act. He was staunchly convinced on the Harper Doctrine that the uh, lump sum award is fine and any pension is to be split out on uh, increments as they so decide. 
And, you know, it's it's now the new government came in and said, oh, well, you know, the lump sum award was disgusting, and it was. It did not even come to a comparative negligence. And compliments of the other organized major stakeholders who were fighting on that comparative, not on the Queen's re- Queen's uh, disposition, but at least let's get to to negligence. That's crap. You know, I mean, it was a benchmark, sure, but that's all it was. We cannot stoop as presidents of national veterans organizers who, 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 who represent, in theory, you know, the thousands of wounded and their families to such a standard when the wounded are only asking for equality. That, that they, the, the lump sum award can't be compared to a court-inspired negligence award. Is this what I fought and bled for? No, it wasn't. And it wasn't when you signed on the dotted line. And it wasn't when we sent you to Afghanistan. No, the government changed it in mid-war. We have to provide justice now. And I mean that when I say justice to those who have served. Justice to their families and children. Justice to the Memorial Cross widows who are being grotesquely disenfranchised now. You know, there are issues on this nation wherein this government made significant promises to correct. And the major problem, or major promise, and the only promise that is now relevant is his sacred obligation promise to reestablish the lifetime pension, to reestablish the only pension that exists to reestablish the Pension Act. The other element to this, too, for those that are bean counters, and I guess there's an awful lot of those in Ottawa these days, uh, Mike, uh, we're not talking about a significant amount of people or number of people here. These are these are veterans that have, have been wounded in, in service to their country, as a matter of fact. This is not something that's going to bankrupt any government. This probably should be. And, and in your mind, and in a lot of other people's minds, should be a priority for this government. It's, it's, it's not a deal-breaker when it comes to balancing budgets, etc. Oh, you know, we are such a small percentage of the population. I mean, not everyone who served, not all of the 750,000 members out there or veterans out there are, are, are supported by Veterans Affairs Canada. That number is infinitely smaller. And the cost therein should not be predicated on budgetary controls or some department official's zeal to earn a nice big budget at the end of the year for, for managing his portfolio in a cost-saving way. You know, no, it should be decided by the blood and sacrifice that has already been committed, already been selflessly offered on behalf of Canada's sons and daughters. Now, we're only asking for equality. We're not even asking for improvements on something that was perhaps outdated. We only want equality. We want that pension for their spouse because we as Canadians recognize that there is a huge impact on that family and that it's not the pain and suffering. It was the cause of that pain and suffering that brought that upon that family, his wife or her husband and their children. It was the cause of that pain and suffering that's responsible for the widow's award. You know, not all pain and suffering is equal. The cause of pain and suffering dictates as in a negligence award, how much a nation or a court provides. Well, the nation already established the benchmark. It wasn't, it wasn't decided by the provincial court in Ontario. No, it was provided, decided by a nation that respected national sacrifice, a nation that welcomed home thousands upon thousands of men and women after World War II, after Korea, through the, through the peacekeeping area. And yes, most recently, in the aftermath of the Afghanistan war. 
I was there. I was on the Highway of Heroes too many damn times. Stood in front of that coroner's house too many times. Now, I'm telling every Canadian, you have to embrace the spirit of this nation. And this nation, is that spirit is most most perfectly, most honorably, most, most definitively demonstrated by the sacrifice of our young men and women. When this parliament, when we as a nation send them into harm's way, they need your help now. Here's, here's the thing that galls me, and, and, and when you look at analogies, the very people that are, 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 are talking with us right now are the members of parliament up in Ottawa. It's not just the prime minister, it's, it's the members of parliament as well. These are members that, after they've served five years there, are fully vetted in their own pension fund that is protected against inflation. There's actually a law, Mike, that you and I have talked about in the past that says even in the worst economic circumstances in this country, MPs' pensions must always be topped up. Even if, even if your private pension and my private pension are, are eroded because of the economic conditions, their pensions are solid and it's not going to change. Yet these very people that are in that circumstance and that have passed legislation to ensure that they're looked after will turn to people that have lost limbs in service to their country and say, sorry, guys, we can't afford it. It just, it's not right. No, it's, it's, that's why I'm, I'm a staunch independent uh, voter. I'm, I'm like the rest of the 97% of this nation that doesn't belong to any political party because we have great skepticism about the people we send to Ottawa. And I think we're right, because look, why are we still dealing with this? Every Remembrance Day, every MP, every senator, prime minister of Canada shook my hand and hugged me one year and told me, don't worry, Mike, we'll fulfill the promise. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting. And so is every other veteran that attended those cenotaphs who listened to that MP or senator's, oh, deep devotion to us, and yet who are failing us every single day that they do not embrace the equality standards that we are fighting for. Mike, I know that they, uh, they asked you to step down from the uh, advisory committee, but your voice is still loud and long and is still being heard in Ottawa. Don't ever stop. Yeah, well, they didn't ask. They punted me, and I'm not <laughs> happy about it either. Not now when they, they, as a policy advisory group, are sending letters to the minister defining the exact, the exact issues that I brought up last August at a year that we have wasted, that we could have been fighting had we been united, had they sent that letter at that time. Keep fighting the good fight, Mike, and uh, you've always got a platform here. Thanks so much for this today. Thanks, brother. God bless you. You God too. bless our troops. You betcha. Michael Blaze, of course, uh, president and founder of Canadian Veterans Advocacy. Uh, you think there should be fairness for wounded veterans, those that have lost limbs and are suffering from PTSD? Call your member of parliament. I don't care what political party it is. Call your member of parliament and say you demand fairness for those veterans. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.